Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh-oh. Computers are calling for updates. You never know what happens right in the middle of your show. It always seems to happen at this hour, too. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. How are you? If you're waking up on your Thursday morning, well, uh, you are getting so close to the weekend. Uh, I don't officially call it morning until the final hour of the show because then I feel like it's it's morning and dawning a new day. But it's also a grocery shopping morning, which means I don't get home right away. Uh, and when I do get home, it's it's fury. Well, it's furor. It's not really fury. It's just like sound and fury and motion and activity. The puppy... The newest addition to the pet family, at least from my perspective, uh, the puppy is crazy. And when I come in the door, regardless of whether or not Bob has been up and he he gets up even before the show is over because he starts work pretty early. And also he's not a morning person. Uh, so he needs time to wake up time and and vats of coffee anyway so he so he's already been awake the dog's already freaked out over dad being awake but then when I come in the door oh my gosh she's whining she's jumping she's spinning like a top uh she's a mini Aussie but she's a runt so she's much smaller than your typical mini Aussie she's not even 20 pounds or if she is she's right at 20 pounds uh and so she goes crazy and then when I want to pet my oat dog, you know, like hug Penny and and say good morning to Penny and see how she's doing, Daisy wiggles her way. She worms and wiggles her way in between me and Penny. So I can be hugging Penny and the dog worms her way somehow. And so she comes up from the bottom and pops up right between me and Penny. Like she's a liquid. Oh, yeah. She's gaseous form. Yes. <laughs> the, the, she is a mess. And... She's afraid of snow plow, snow plows, but also snow shovels. How funny is that? So she's getting her first taste of the snow. She never experienced snow before in Texas, even though they do have snow in some parts of Texas. Uh, but she never experienced snow before. Really likes it. But two things she's discovered. Number one, snow shovels make a lot of noise. So people out shoveling their walks or their driveways, she gets very nervous. She does not like loud noises. Loud noises, but Aussies actually are really sensitive to noise, so that's pretty typical of her breed. Uh, but the other thing that causes that she doesn't like about the snow is the is that like, it's not really salt. Whatever substance people put down in their walks, it's. I mean, I guess people call it salt, but it's not really salt. It's that it, it makes the stuff, no, no, right? no. It's oh. no, it's the blue. It almost gotcha. looks like crystals. Is some of, sometimes it's in blue. It's it makes the ice melt. So it's essentially that's what it's called. It's like ice melt. And it's really painful on the paws, the pads and paws of of dogs, at least my dog, 
Penny's always had an issue with it. In fact, Penny's so smart, she's learned how to walk in the snow and not on the sidewalk when she can actually see it. She can see this this blue crystal. And so she walks in the snow and walks around it. Well, the puppy, first time yesterday, take her out for a walk and people in the wake of the storm, or the wake of the snow, had put down this icy melt and she's walking right through it all around and is then, you know, picking up her paws. And But she doesn't... If I call her and say, Daisy, come, she listens pretty well. She, When she comes, then she's, she doesn't know what I'm doing. Like, I try to grab her paw and wipe it off because really that's all you have to do is just wipe it off. But she gets nervous. She doesn't know what I'm doing. Why am I picking up? And so she fights me. She tries to run around me. She wraps her leash around me. Oh, it's so much fun. Right. Did I tell you that not only did I want to get married so desperately, but I also wanted to add a puppy into my life. We got dogs, Jimmy. We've got so many dogs. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This hour, we've got a, well, we've got Spicy Baker. Our Spicy Baker is back. <laughs> I mean, I thought we lost him forever. But they he's always back. come back. Oh, no. He's so creepy. That just so arrogant that <laughs> it's not quite like that. He doesn't have that that kind of creepy tone to his voice. You don't really care. Right. Well, he cares, but he's become very understated in how he claps back. He's he's his tone is much more muted and yet the message is loud and clear. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, so he's not doing that uh to a Lions cornerback who I mean, he deserves it. Let's be honest. C.J. Gardner-Johnson deserves anything he gets when he actually says publicly that the Buccaneers don't have a good quarterback. Rutt-row. Even if you think that, I wouldn't say it out loud if I were you the week before a playoff game. Like, why would you do that? What is the point of that? Why would you give any sort of extra fuel or right. incentive? Are you hoping that he will come at you and, and you want you can pad your interception stats? Is that what oh, you're hoping? Maybe. Right. So you're, you're thinking like, oh, maybe he'll try to prove himself to me and I will pick him off. Maybe this is like, shoot, who was, was it Lance Stevenson? Was that his name? The NBA Basketball. player? Yeah. Who used to goad his opponents. He would blow in their ear oh, yes. yep. and stuff and he would try to get them out of their game and get them frustrated and, and then they try to prove to him and he felt like he was a good defensive player so he would take it. Yeah, maybe that's what's happening with CJ. Maybe CJ just wants Baker to attempt to throw more at him to prove him wrong or to introduce himself to CJ. Maybe the two of them have never met formally. Um, and so for that reason, he's trying to goad Baker. But I can't think of any other reasonable or unreasonable explanation for actually... Speaking out loud before you face a team, oh, well, that team doesn't really have a quarterback. Oh, dear. I hope Dean Campbell got on his ass. Was like, dude, what are you doing? Why? Why would you do that? You're back in the dumpers again. <laughs> Maybe that's what he said to CJ Gardner Johnson. You, my friend, are back in the dumpers again. <laughs> I'm trying to go to give CJ as much benefit as I possibly can. But why would you ever say that out loud in front of a microphone? You're asking for it. So he actually tweeted CJ Gardner Johnson earlier uh, earlier this evening. 
he this is in response again to Baker now calling him out. He says the fact bro mentioned me dot 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 dot. I gave dude his props. Gone somewhere else with that. A hundred percent logo. Meaning I didn't. Why is he upset? I gave, I said he was good. He did not say that. Let's find the original quote. So we'll find the original quote quote and we'll read it to you. But again, his his remarks were that Tampa doesn't have a good quarterback. Maybe he meant other than Baker Mayfield, and we just we misquoted him. All right, here's the original quote. All right. If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's <laughs> a great group. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, that's a great group. That's the quote. Whoopsie. <laughs> I don't know how many other ways you can interpret that. Jay, how would you interpret that if you're Baker Mayfield? Um, that they would be a better team if they just, had Just to clarify, I like you much better than Baker Mayfield. Oh, Although you. I do like Baker these days, but okay, Not go that ahead. Not big of a bar, no. but thank you. <laughs> no, I like him a lot more now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You would do, you, how would you react? I would, or how, what would you think? Oh, it's a slight. It's an obvious slight. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. He's saying yeah. that if the, any, the team had any other starting quarterback in the league, not even, not even starting quarterback, any other person playing the position other than you. <laughs> well, okay. That's what he's saying. That's not what he that's, said. That's what what he said says. is if they had a better quarterback than Baker or an elite quarterback. I'm trying it to. It says good. It says if you give that Tampa group a good quarterback. So he's saying Baker is trash. Or maybe. Okay, let's let's maybe this. What was the date? Do you have the date on the quote? It was Tuesday. Oh, shoot. I was going to say, maybe he said it like last off season and didn't realize that Baker would fit so nicely with Mike Evans. And Sorry, CJ. I got nothing for you. Although, no, yeah, maybe reading more, that if you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. So maybe he's saying Baker is okay now that I read it again, but that they just would be so much better if they had a better quarterback. Right. So either way, it's still an insult. It, oh, it's 100% it's an insult. It's definitely a slight. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. So Baker's back, like the Baker that we really enjoy. He's back. The one that can't let this go by and shouldn't actually. But like Todd Bowles, his head coach, who did not choose to embarrass a reporter who asked him a question about the weather in Detroit, even though the Lions play in a dome, I was very impressed with Todd Bowles' professionalism. And and that's not a new revelation. I do think that Todd Bowles <laughs> plays it pretty close to the vest. He won't call out his players publicly. I mean, he's he keeps things in-house. He's old school when it comes to that. Baker didn't embarrass CJ or blast him. He didn't put him on blast. But he did take a subtle dig at him, which I think is is the new an improved baker, a kinder, gentler baker, or maybe just a baker who doesn't feel the need to defend himself every time. Sort of. Sort of. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. As I say, if you're waking up, ouch, uh, we're glad to keep you company. So on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too, and then our phone number is 855 212 4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. So, Jay, I finally post a picture of Bob. And I tell people, hey, go look at some photos. Just some. There's just a few photos from our adventures in the first month, right? As in, here's to many more adventures. Right. A lifetime of adventures. And there is, in fact, a picture of Bob. Many people have been clamoring to see the new hubs. So there's a picture. Of course, there has to be one in every crowd. Post the photo. A woman responds, where's his picture? Um, <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> that was posted on the photo Oh, yeah. No, it, was, it was posted on the actual post with the photo. 
It was a reply to the post with the photo. It's the, it's that's it. That's it. Sorry, that's, that's, that's the photo. That's the photo. Here it is. <laughs> hmm. Did I do something wrong? Do you think? I don't. It wasn't good enough. Apparently not. I need better photo. It's a photo. It's ouch. I'm not going to tell the hubs that. Hey, by the way, I didn't say we it. need a better photo of you. <laughs> Yeah, don't say that. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Oh, people get so mad at me, too, because I won't share photos for the most part. I haven't shared very many, so here, just enjoy the one you got. It's up. You got Seriously, it. Seriously, it's there. I thought it was a good one. Thank you. I I do, too. I think it's very handsome. It's very handsome. You got kayaks. You got horses. Yeah. What do you want? Oh, well, seriously, the horses stole the show, so let's be honest, but that was one of our mini moon adventures, so I wanted to share that photo. And did you notice how I took the photo? Did you see... What's directly in the, we'll call it the bottom, the, the bottom of the photo. What's directly in front of me as I'm taking the photo? I do. Mm-hmm. A head. Of a horse. Not so a person. You were mounted head. on the horseback. I was on the horse when I was taking the photo. So that was kind of fun. That was before we galloped. Oh, it was so much fun. That's... Just like the, the exhilaration from the first time in a long time. It'd probably been, oh gosh. 20 years since I had since I had actually been able to ride a horse galloping because most times when you go riding you, just, you trot a little walk, really you walk yeah. you don't yeah you don't even lope much less anything else and so this was fun yeah, that's cool. we're out on a wide open ranch with the dirt road and just ran free like it ultimate was, freedom it, well I mean there was a saddle and there were reins but yes well. I wasn't bareback <laughs> like Moana wait wasn't she the one that was bareback uh, she, I could be totally Hawaiian. wrong. I mean, she might have ridden a horse. That mm-hmm. wasn't one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Speaking of favorites, well, we know Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey and their New Heights podcast is a huge favorite. Uh, Jason reportedly retiring following that Eagles loss to wrap up their very brief run in the playoffs, but not so fast. Nick kind of gave me an opportunity to talk. I didn't announce what I was doing on purpose, despite, I guess, what's been leaked to the media. I just don't think you're in a position after a game like that to really make that decision. I just don't. There's too much emotion in the moment to really fully grasp that decision. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm I'm not trying to be Brett It's just something that I think, uh, you know, when it's time to officially announce you know, what's happening in the future. It'll be done in a, in, in a way that's, you know, definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career I've had. You know, I don't think that it would be uh, respectful or even accurate uh, to be able to do that right after a game like that. I think there's wisdom in that. So my experience when I was a little bit younger and and maybe not quite as smart as I am now <laughs> uh, is that you never send a text message when you're really emotional. You never make decisions when you're really emotional. And that's kind of what Jason Kelsey is saying. He's saying that I feel like it would be a disservice to my team, but also a disservice to my career. Uh, to make a decision about whether I continue playing or whether I retire when I'm miserable and upset and angry and frustrated and just sad that our season ended the way that it did. When I've got all these roiling emotions, not a great, uh, not a great opportunity, not a great time to decide my future. 
And so again, my, I was taught, my mom taught me, hey, when you're upset, don't pick up your phone and start texting people, right? If you're upset at a particular person, a guy, put your phone down, sleep on it. If you still feel the same way in the morning, if you still have the same emotions and you still feel strongly, well, then maybe you send the text or the email or whatever else. This works for bosses too, right? Trust me, Jane, I know. When you're upset about something, maybe don't sit down at the computer and fire off a nasty email or an email that just, it spills your guts because you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't been quite so free-flowing with my emotions, free-flowing with my stream of consciousness. So I appreciate that Jason is saying it's a bad idea to make this decision now. Even if I am leaning a particular direction, well, great, but I'm not going to finalize this decision until I have some distance and some time to get away from it. But he did say that Nick Sirianni asked him to address the team after that game on uh, Monday, Monday. Pretty much said the same thing that I just said to you, which is, you know, I got belief in every single one of you guys, you know, cherish the moment you have in this league. A lot of guys like, you know, if that is your last game, I feel sorry for you. I'm like, don't feel sorry for me, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a dropping of an F-bomb on the New Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. By the way, so far to a man... As much as the reports are out there that Nick Sirianni lost the locker room. Uh, And if you missed my conversation with former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard, I asked him, what does that mean? Like, practically, what does that mean to say a coach has lost the locker room? His answer was was really brilliant from a guy who spent a decade in NFL locker rooms. Anyway, uh, as much as people, I don't know, that seems to be the popular thing to say right now. Oh, the team quit. I didn't see any quit. I just didn't see great execution. I didn't see any quit in Jalen Hurts or in the team. I just saw a bunch of turnovers and mistakes and problems in the red zone. I didn't see quit. Anyway, they right now at this point, just same thing as the Dallas Cowboys locker room in the wake of their loss to the Packers. Nick Sirianni's a great coach. It's not on him. It's not his fault. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I I wouldn't. If I were you, bank on a change in Philadelphia any more than I told you to bank on a change in Dallas. I would have been stunned if Jerry Jones had fired Mike McCarthy. I'm glad he did not make his decision in the throes of emotion. If you haven't seen the statement, well, it's out there. Uh, and it's largely positive. It's supportive of Mike McCarthy just as he was before the playoff game, that he was evaluating the body of work. This wasn't just about one game. As painful as that one game was, it wasn't about that one game. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Don't throw, and and I don't really understand this whole phrase, but don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, meaning the bathwater's dirty, the game was stinky, you just want to flush it, right? But don't get rid of your all, all that's positive when you're throwing out the dirty bathwater. That's just it. Okay, explaining it. I just don't know why I should throw out the baby ever. <laughs> all right, clearly it's, there's a reason why I don't still use that phrase. Use that phrase really at all. Okay, keep the baby out of the garbage. Keep the baby out of the drain. <laughs> Jay, what was it? On Wednesday morning that I was saying, oh, gosh, I couldn't stop with the, here we go. (laughs) I got tweets about that all day. Here we go. I was saying that all day, too. On my whole way home, to be honest. Yeah, it was in my head. Yeah, so actually I got home 
And uh, when the dogs were, were, it was time to take the dogs for a walk. First of all, I was wearing two pairs of pants, two shirts, two pairs of wool socks. No joke. Two pairs of gloves. I actually had two pairs of gloves on uh, and a hat and a, a homemade wool scarf wrapped on my face. And I was still wrapped around my face, excuse me. And I was still cold. But when I went, so I'm, I'm looking like the abominable snowman. I can't really see. I have no peripheral vision with the scarf wrapped around my head. And I say to the dogs, here we go. <laughs> Shotgun powder to his left. Here we go. Gun powder to his left. I guess after six months of hearing it, well, it's going to be stuck with us a little bit. It's just, it's. I find it funny how I feel like I've been noticing and hearing that, honestly, since week three, week four, I've been like, wow, Dax says, here we go before every single he snap. Does. But he why does. is it just now where it's this big thing? Uh, I feel like I've seen people tweeting about it or talking about it the last, uh, the last half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It be, and I wonder if it's because that way, if you have the same snap count every time or the same cadence every time you're trying to throw off the defense like hey there's nothing different about it so yeah yeah i get that i mean it's smart if that's the Mm -hmm. reason i mean he just likes it (laughs) or he just likes yelling it i've actually been really impressed that he hasn't lost his voice because it's it's a lot it's after hours with amy lawrence uh yes baker coming up next here on cbs sports radio you are listening to the after hours podcast Forty-four yard line. Makefield throws the ball to the right side. Caught ball and a broken tackle by Moore to the forty, to the thirty-five, thirty. David, it's Gray Palmer. Palmer to the five. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Fire the cannons. Trey Palmer does it. Proud of our guys. Proud of everybody in the building to stick together like we did the, the second half of the year and um, to get to this spot. To keep fighting. To stick together and don't listen to the outside noise. Just, just trust the people next to you. It's just in my mood, like, I just woke up mad at, like, I don't like birds, you know? <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That's a little disturbing. I don't like birds, you know? <laughs> Trey Palmer, Baker Mayfield, Gene Deckerhoff on Bucks Radio. 56-yarder. That was one of Baker's three touchdown passes, and... We know that the Buccaneers offense had kind of been MIA for about four weeks or so, spotty at best, against the Panthers in week 18 in order to clinch the division title. They ended up winning nine to nothing, so couldn't manage a touchdown even against the Panthers. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This breakout performance, though, against the Eagles was a brilliant game plan. Uh, the, the way they were able to spread the ball around, and I mean, even early on, there were drops by Baker's receivers, and then once they kind of got in sync, well, then he was able to sling it, uh, and no turnovers, which is something that Todd Bowles highlighted following the win, and just also happy for him, and remember, Baker was playing hurt, too, ankles and ribs, and and whoever knows what else. He, he's he been crushed a bunch in the last month. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio and on Facebook. You can find our Uh, Our page, our show page, if you're new to After Hours, we encourage you to check out our social media uh, on Twitter, After Hours CBS. Now, I just got this tweet from presumably a Lions fan, though I don't know that for sure. He says, 
CJ was asked about the Bucks receivers. So he was basically saying when you give them guys a good quarterback, they're a great group. And we're seeing that. He's not saying Baker's not good. But that's not what got back to Baker. Thank you for your tweet. Thank you for listening. What Baker was responding to on Wednesday certainly sound like he believed that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was identifying the fact that the Buccaneers did not have a good quarterback. So kind of taking it and and looking at it from the reverse, well, they're a good group of receivers when they have a good quarterback, but, oh, wait, that's not me. So <laughs> I don't know if the media was – presenting the question to Baker or if he heard C.J. Gardner-Johnson himself, but he did have his own response. I don't think he's really watched film because uh, you mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. Um, he must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about, but he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. Um, he has been for a while, and he's been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he, he's, uh, he's a good player, but yeah, he's got to do a little bit more film study. Do a little more film study while you're at it. So, yeah, as Jay points out, CJ did get on Twitter and says something about the fact bro mentioned me, meaning like this is ridiculous. Don't really care. Right. Uh, I gave dude his props. Gone somewhere else with that. Sounds like that CJ believes it was taken out of context. And... I don't know that I would call this trash talk. Like the fact that it's been labeled trash talk is kind of funny. But I do like that we we see a, a sliver of the old Baker where he's, you know, he's not going to be quite so aggressive or Jay would say extra. Actually, my niece Lauren, why are you so, she, she likes to use both of those. Why are you so aggressive? That's so extra. Okay. Extra aggressive. Extra aggressive. But she'll just say extra because like, extra I'm supposed to know is. Yeah, it's too like aggressive. Too much, yeah. too much, right? It's too, we're piling on too much. So that was not Baker. Baker was not extra, if you will, but he was kind of standing up for himself with a little bit of that old cockiness. So I, I, I guess he just, you know, he hasn't seen any film recently because as much as we love Russell, Gage hasn't taken a snap for us this year. So kind of refer. It sounds like he's heard the comments himself, and these weren't just passed along to the media through the media. That was snarky Baker. It was a little, it was subtle snarky. It was subtle snark. Subtle snark. Subtle snark. snark. I feel like if you, snark. if you say that too many times in a row, it might come out something weird. Subtle snarks. Subtle snark. Snuddle snark. Snorks. Snuddle snark. You ever watch the snorks? No. Oh, never mind. Is that a cartoon? It was, yeah. It Before sounds my like time, a cartoon. But yeah. Snuddle snark. Oh, see, now that's how it comes out. Subtle snark. Subtle snark. Snuddle snark. Yep. It's it's bad news. Now, Gardner Johnson, I'm reading more of his quotes, just so you know, maybe he wasn't trying to insult Baker Mayfield. This group probably is one of the better groups we faced all year besides that Tampa group. Huh, I don't even get it. If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage, that's a great group. I played against them for real. So Baker says, well, maybe he's referring to the preseason. Russ hasn't played all year. You're you're a little bit behind the times. Maybe he just needs to watch some more film. That's what he says. 
See, that's just kind of subtle. It's not in your face. It's not bulletin board material. It's just, yeah, subtle. It's subtle, but it's, and it's saying, hey, like I heard that. En- enough of that. It's but, a kinder, gentler Baker Mayfield. Right. It's not giving CJ really any more material to get him mad. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, they're, they're, now CJ did take to social, but it's not like this has become a big brouhaha. No. I wouldn't expect this to explode into extracurricular activity on the field. I wouldn't expect Baker to stick his finger through the helmet of CJ Gardner-Johnson and give him uh, the what for. I don't think he should do that, no. No, I'd probably not a good idea. Although Baker gets to smash his own helmet or, or his own head on other right, people's Right, but helmets, only, so. only his own teammates. He's not doing it to other people. He could do it to CJ. No, no, don't do it to CJ. That's a bad idea. In fact, I, CJ, I feel like CJ must be taller. Wait, let's, um, let's Google yeah, it. Let's figure out how tall. Baker's not that tall. Baker's right? not tall. Right. I mean, he's... Okay, so CJ... Is 26 years old, and he is, hmm, I see his weight. I don't see his height. You're going to have to go. 5'11". Oh, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe they're about the same. Because Baker Mayfield, now keep in mind this is, uh, very often these are like in cleats, standing on a phone book, right? They're, They're not all accurate. But Baker's listed as what? 6'1". Right. So I would say probably here's, here's. He's got the high ground. He's got, not, not by much. Here's how I know though, is because Michael Vick was listed as whatever he was listed as and uh, over six foot. And I remember one time I walked by him in a hallway at my previous network and he was shorter than me. And I thought, okay, something's wrong. I go, he's he's not. Maybe they do, in fact, list their height in cleats. But I know in basketball, very often they're listing them in the high tops with, yeah. Always so. with basketball, right? They always say, oh, he's six three on whatever seven three on paper. Could be seven one. Yeah, or <laughs> other way around, you know. So study some film is what he's saying, but no finger in the helmet. That sounds like a really bad idea. But a headbutt with like. Downward force mm, could. Uh, no, I would not recommend that. It Thanks. you're at Ford Field, you might get bum rushed. I don't, I don't think I. <laughs> those fans true. are they're ready. They're ready for a fight. I hope that the weather doesn't get in the way. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Two days in a row, we're talking about media faux pas. One from this lady who. Asked Todd Bowles a question about the weather at at you know at Detroit. Another one who actually he should have known better. A former NFL tight end who advocates getting a late hit and a nasty penalty uh, for hitting Brock Purdy just so he thinks twice the rest of the game. I, I don't like playing this game. Yeah, you better watch out. Brock's very popular in the locker room. His teammates, I don't think you want his teammates coming after you. Would you want George Kittle coming after you? No. Would you want Nick Bosa coming after you? Uh, No. Would you want Fred Warner coming after you? Mm, no. No. Oh, he. How about a combination of all three? He packs a wallop. I wouldn't want any of those dudes coming after me. And then I'm trying to think about some of the others that, oh, Christian McCaffrey. I know he's little, but he also packs a punch. Yeah, he, he yeah. wouldn't do that. Lower center of gravity. Yeah, so anyway, uh, watch out. Be careful what you wish for there, Mark Chimura. Late hits, they can be a B-I-T-C-H.
All right, on Twitter, on Facebook, we're glad to connect with you if you're finding the show for the first time or the first time in a long time. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here that's exceeded exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and you know contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that, and and um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one Bill Belichick as he and the Patriots agree to part ways. Belichick now a free agent. And according to our guest from Las Vegas last hour, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, he is stunned that someone hasn't made Belichick an offer yet, though speculating what a lot of people are, which is maybe he's looking for more control than some teams are willing to offer. Also, as we've polled you and we've asked you, Right now, at least among our listeners, NFL fans would say Mike Vrabel is the best option and then followed by Jim Harbaugh. So it's a little bit surprised about that. I think I'd go Jim Harbaugh right now if I could have my pick of any of them. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The Patriots do have a new head coach. They promoted from within, which means they kind of, first of all, the timing Uh, They can do this without having to go through some of the various hoops that the NFL mandates for interviews uh, and and kind of skipping steps, right, because they're promoting from within. Gerard has uh, made it very clear. First of all, he's a former linebacker himself in the NBA, in the NBA, sorry, in the NFL. Uh, and he was an all pro and a Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. He was the 2008 defensive player of the year. For those of you who've been around for a long time, you know him. He grew up with Belichick, but also has been on his coaching staff. I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Uh, <laughs> but what I will say is, you know, the more I think about, the more I think about like the lessons that I've taken from Bill, hard work works, right? Hard work works, and and that's what we're all about. Gerard Mayo is the first black head coach in Patriots history, which is significant. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism, and whatever whatever happens, black, white disabled person. I've always, even someone with disabilities, I always, uh, you know, for the most part, people are like, you know, don't, you know, when they're young, they, they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. But what I would say is, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. Those comments from Gerard resonating with a lot of people. I did see that quote make its way around social media. And it's true. Um, and I would agree with him in in this respect. If you don't see color, then you don't see differences. You don't see differences in background and thought, in some cases, culture or uh, people's various experiences. Uh, I have a really good friend, and we're such an odd couple. She 
grew up in the Bronx and she's in her 70s and uh, she wears her hair and a big afro and and just a, a beautiful elderly woman that I love so much and we've developed this incredible friendship and we've had conversations about this and uh, she said that to me. I don't want people to say to me, hey, I don't see color when I see you. She said, I want people to say to me, I see your color. I recognize that you have black skin. I recognize that your your background and your experience is different than mine. Uh, how can I learn from you? How can we learn from each other? And that goes for any differences, male, female. Uh, you're from the suburbs. I'm from, you know, from the city. It, it, it doesn't matter what type of difference, but you have to recognize them or I'll make it me. I have to recognize them. I want to recognize differences because I think the the variety is what is what makes us more well informed. When we learn from people who are not like us, uh, we have access to other experiences and ideas too. And so yeah, there's a lot to be said for having a group of people together that are nothing like each other, right? But as Gerard is pointing out. You have to see color to recognize that that I'm not the same as you or that you're not the same as me. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so that's Gerard Mayo, which means there are still seven openings in the NFL. And we're just kind of sitting out, sitting around twiddling our thumbs, waiting for some news. Brian is in Detroit. Brian, welcome to After Hours. Hi, Amy. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just uh, taking a nap and thinking about it, and I woke up and I'm still mad. <laughs> so I, I, I just want to tell you about this CJ Gardner. Um, I, this this guy is not as good as he thinks he is, and to be able to be talking like that really irritates me and a lot of fans. And I, and I don't want him to ruin this for us. I mean, we've waited a long time for this. This guy. Um, when he first got back off his injury, he started a fight during practice with his own teammates, and he says he wanted to just fire people up. Well, we were doing pretty doggone good <laughs> but when you were out you know, with your uh, injury. So it, 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 we just waited a long time. This isn't our new team. This is not the new Lions. Chris Spielman's got to be furious with this statement that he come out and did. And so is Coach Campbell and so is Ben John. They got to be furious with him. Mm. Well, so here's the thing. It, whether or not he meant it the way that it's being interpreted, the fact is it's gone viral around the NFL and or, and with a lot of fans. And as you point out, it's not the type of thing that they want making headlines or getting back to the Buccaneers before this game. Now, I'll say this, Brian. I don't think that CJ's comment can ruin anything, but I do believe that you're right. They're probably going to want to nip this in the bud. Uh, I know I know. It's there's a lot of emotion going into this this, but you got this, Brian. Thank you so much for your phone call. Good to talk to you. Maybe go back to your nap. I'm jealous. I want to take a nap, but not right now because we have one more hour to go. Can you imagine? By the way, did you see the average price of a Lions Bucks ticket at Ford Field? It's because it's not out in the elements. Nearly $1,200. It's after hours CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.